0: It's everyone's favorite show about all things Utah, a show where four hosts and sometimes a guest discuss whatever they want regarding Utah and mostly stay on topic. It's the new Utah podcast with your hosts, Bree, Chris, Jeremy, and Jessica. There we go. Is that better? There yes. yes. Turn the headphones yeah. up again. There we go. There, there we go. Okay. Man. I
1: this- can't hear me.
0: You can't hear me? I can't hear me. Did we turn off his mic? I don't know. Oh, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I think I might have try tried that. Is that better? Uh, yeah, well. Yeah, there we go. Now we can hear Raven.
1: Yes, let's turn that Sorry, we did, We took we this go. board out like two okay. weeks
0: ago, and I was fine. And now, for some reason, this week, I can't remember how to operate this board. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a, a struggle. It's episode 213, so we've been doing this for a long time, over half of those with this old crappy board that we take traveling with us now, and I still can't figure it out.
2: That's why we upgraded, though,
0: and that's the upgrade is so nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a better mixer.
3: Yeah, thank you works. again, people who donated to us.
2: Yes,
0: this one works for when we
2: have our away shows,
0: like today. Yes. Yeah, uh, we are uh, brought to you this week by McGrew Studios, and here we are in the heart of downtown Salt Lake and Ruby of.
3: Snap Cookies. Yeah unofficially.
0: yeah,
1: unofficially, 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 officially. But deliciously, yes, yes, oh, they're so good. Deliciously brought to you. Eli.
0: I I don't know that I can come to a place that's literally on the other side of the block, like right behind Ruby Snap, because they're like you could probably touch them if there was some space between the buildings there. <laughs> Maybe they're a little bit further that way.
1: Just yeah. A little bit. I like I like Jessica. She's like dee,
0: dee, 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 she's like dee, dee. she knows <laughs> she's like a freaking radar for Ruby Snap and some other things. Um, like some food trucks.
1: Ruby Snap and some other things. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a good disclaimer. Can <laughs> apply to anything. It just
0: kind of covers a broad swath of items. Uh, so we are joined, uh, like I said, we're at McGrew Studios. So we have uh, Rafin Wolfson and uh, Jen from McGrew. Jennifer. Jennifer, Jen, She's Jenny. smiling. She doesn't know what's going on. You can
3: you can raise that. I promise you. Unlike the Halloween
0: Expo, she is not heavily intoxicated. (laughs) (laughs) We were talking about that before we got on the air because she's been on. Jen's been on three times. You've been on three times now too, right? Actually, we've been here twice. This is our second time here.
1: I was one. Came out. Technically, he's
4: four because he was on our show with Summum. Oh, that's right. right. Oh yeah. Sumum
1: and I came out that one time and I was all dooted up. Came out to that was the first time. Yeah. No, that, that, was a f-
3: was, that was that was, was not the second. Time. Was the you first, have to talk into a- the mic, Jess. Yeah,
1: you Do- have to talk into the mic.
5: Does that no, mean you put, put pants on?
1: Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: did, I, did I just hear one of the hosts say, I don't want to talk into the mic?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, we're doing an audio format program, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it is uh, It's been a week, and it's only Tuesday I
1: I would agree with that I would concur
0: So Jeremy, what's the news on the honey?
2: Alright, so I looked into it And you can eat the uncapped honey But you can't, like, try to save it So if you're going to eat it, it's got to be
0: within
3: Oh, so sad I guess we'll have to take some from you
2: Short amount of time, because it'll
0: ferment But you can't keep it in the hive either, right? Because it's not capped, so it'll do the same thing in the hive? Yeah. So you have to get rid of it. So so either the...
2: With how hot it is, it might melt out. I don't really know. Because uh, it's not capped, it's pretty fluid. So, yes, either the next round of bees will clean it out or you get rid of it. But the next set of bees won't use it.
0: Yeah, and the next set of bees is in the spring. Not so next year. I'm just saying, maybe... um Maybe while I'm there on Friday, <laughs> we open that sucker up, check what's going on. Oh, we just on.
3: eat some some honey. Get some honey. And so yeah, you
0: can. I'll you bring can a eat bucket
3: it, and but a cheesecloth.
0: But you can't
2: save it because if you try to bottle it, it'll ferment. So you can, but you so can. So there's an upside. It only yeah. <laughs> if you're trying to make mead, I guess. I, yeah, I don't know,
0: man. Fermented honey. I don't know how good that stuff's going to end up. Well, That's
2: mead. Yeah.
0: Yeah. it work. It says
2: if it starts to ferment in your hive, it'll smell like a brewery. So if you pop open the hive and it smells like a brewery, then it's
0: already done.
1: And the bees are all like, hey,
0: you know. (laughs) I don't want you to have to clean that mess up next spring, is all I'm saying. So I'll help you this weekend. So I'll have to to look Um, into that. So there's still a few hanging in there. I don't want- Oh, there are some bees in there still?
2: A small handful, like maybe 200.
3: There's like 10 Um, in there.
0: You're just hoping they've made a queen?
2: Maybe. I just just don't want to kill them all off where there's still a few left, but- That so sucks. Keep an eye out for them. Maybe they've capped
0: some of it. Maybe. Like five little sections of <laughs> like there's only like a hundred bees. Maybe. That's so sad. I know. That sucks. And that's such a that was a ton of honey too.
2: I know. And that oh. thing was so full. That thing was almost too competitive. But you
0: said there were no larva cells at all? Nope. Oh man.
2: So that I sucks. mean we lost the queen maybe during the winter. And they just never made a new maybe, one. Maybe maybe early early spring. But that's that's the only explanation. Is we yeah. just lost the queen and that then sucks. Without the queen giving direction, the other bees don't know what to do.
0: Yeah, can you get some Africanized bees? <laughs>
1: <laughs> just get some murder hornets. So you right, murder yeah. hornets.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, we were worried there maybe were murder hornets involved, but their, not this time their honey would be more like fireball. It
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would have a little zip, a little zing, a little
0: yeah. Dissolve. But who wants to
3: who wants to eat that? Yeah,
0: because they don't cap the honey; they just let it ferment and keep eating it. So that's how they do it. <laughs>
1: Did you see the uh, the video about Murder Hornets? Just to segue into Murder murder Hornets for just a second. Did you see that video where the guy intentionally let one sting him?
0: No.
3: I, I heard about it, but I didn't watch it. Oh, my Do gosh. Do sting
1: or are they more like bite? Oh, no. It's a no, it's, it's a big stinger. Blown.
0: And unlike bees, they stay. The stinger doesn't go away.
1: Yeah. it's And it's the stinger like a quarter of an inch long. And the guy got zapped in the arm and he was like, it's burning. And I go, you Dumbass, <laughs> like I'm going. I understand your point, but really, there has to be an easier way.
5: <laughs> Jeremy, yes, I see one of these um, articles is about the Utah State Fair. Do they have a beekeeping uh, category ah, that's for a good, lives, livestock? Or that's a good
0: question. I don't think so. Don't all, think all the times so. I've been to the fair, I don't remember seeing anything regarding beekeeping. Yeah, I don't,
2: and I'm not sure how they would. How do uh, they? How do they ju- Maybe just judge honey. Now, the honey, I mean, that's a maybe, like Mm. a honey category. But as far as beekeeping, that, I'm not sure. I've not ever really... Like, how do you
0: judge a beekeeper? Like, your hive...
3: It's by his outfit. If your bees live,
1: you win. No, it's by his outfit. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) by his outfit. I was going to say, it's eight seconds, how long you can ride one. You know, just kind (laughs) of... Stay on that bee. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it's eight seconds, how long you can run away from them. Yeah. Um,
0: It's not... You don't have to run very far or very long. For, for honeybees, for yeah. for honeybees, yeah. What uh did you guys do anything fun over the weekend besides continuing to woe in the loss of bees? Father's Day. Yeah. So we had a
2: I got my, my shirt that I'm sure you
1: <laughs> noticed. I noticed it when you walked in. Yes. I went, That's funny.
2: That's my father <laughs> from my kids says Dad's jo- Dad jokes, and it's got a gas tank gauge, and it says full.
0: That's true. Yeah, that's... It's, yeah. Have you been reading them from the, uh, the cards we got No, here?
2: but I need to bring them back no, so you I can, don't. I can utilize <laughs> you could have brought them here and left them. During the show.
3: Fairly accurate sh- t-shirt.
2: And I got a grill. That was the big one. Oh, you got a nice grill, yeah, a new grill? That old grill that I had. that was my dad's that he wanted me to take to the dump, but I'm like, oh, it's still usable. So I kind of sort of fixed it up, and I've been using it for like three years. But it was actually meant for the dump when i got it it's
0: seen better days so yeah i got a new grill oh, mine's, awesome. mine's probably got maybe a year left we talked about replacing we
3: it talked about there. it but because he got me a bike for mother's day and i didn't want a bike by myself he got a bike for father's day so
2: <laughs> well, he's got a birthday coming up
3: <laughs> yeah but i think we i don't know he might be getting a gun for his birthday i really don't know then
2: i'll have more things to grill yeah,
3: <laughs> You can bike with your gun
2: I do plan on bike
0: getting with your gun I plan on getting a handgun So the more things to grill Will be small animals and humans
1: Oh I thought you were going to say Grill the gun it's good, no, Grill no. the ammo Just kind of heat it up No nah,
0: that's hard to find I wouldn't squirrels. waste those Yeah Jim uh, No <laughs> <laughs> Like city squirrels Probably aren't good eating
1: we, ha- we had until recently That's what we did on our weekend here Is it was a mouse genocide
0: Oh really? Yeah,
1: we got we got somehow we got infested with mice, and I think I probably over the weekend I think with somewhere like fifteen, sixteen mice we've caught in traps. Ooh. It was pretty pretty brutal.
0: There's 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 more.
1: Well, we have traps set everywhere, and this is the first day it came in that not one was tripped. Oh, that's good. So that's I think good. we might have taken the bulk of them out. Did,
0: did you have to like draw a map for where you set the traps so you would remember?
1: No, no uh it was uh horrifying enough to have to look in their beady little eyes as I dumped their corpses out of the traps so <laughs> that i I remember where they all are that's like i I
0: just figure it might be like Easter eggs because, you know you get Easter eggs, <laughs> like, there's always that just, one you don't remember where you put it.
1: And it's the one that's got the mouse in it that you go, oh yeah, that's where yeah, I put it. Yeah, you're
0: like, man, where the hell is that? I know what that is that smell? smell. <laughs> Did you bring broccoli again? Ew. Wow,
1: rotting broccoli. Broccoli with mouse.
0: It's uh, broccoli is like the equivalent of human flesh, rotting flesh. If you God. have old rotting broccoli. It smells like rotting it's flesh. It's so bad. It is, it is really
1: oh. bad. <laughs> hey, did, yeah, can we have a cookie? I'm just kidding.
5: Did you guys see they had to evacuate um, a place in Germany where a big box of durian fruit was delivered? <gasps> oh yeah, I saw and that. And people that went to the hospital and it, anyway. I think I don't know if I've smelled it for reals but the article described yeah, rotting, I rotting corpse
0: Isn't smelled. durian fruit like jackfruit? I think
3: so. I think it looks thing, a lot right? like it. And like when it's
0: fresh, it smells like feet is what I've heard.
3: Why would but when it's that? not, it smells like rotting uh, this is
0: Like This is what I don't understand. <laughs> at what point did someone go, hey, this is edible?
1: Like
3: I, This smells know, so bad, at, I'm going to put it in my at mouth. anything and thought, that looks edible?
1: I've, I've actually had a lot of, I've put a lot of thought into that over the years. You look at things and you kind of reverse engineer. Like escargot, I thought about that when I went, that's just really hungry. You're really hungry if you go, hey. Yeah. There's a snail. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be
0: protein in that. Like the snail, I kind of get from like a, like a carnal, like carnivorey type of sense. But like, snails don't stink. Right. Like when when nature produces something that smells horrible, it's because it doesn't want you to go near it. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> usually because it's poisonous.
3: Yeah, but that's not poisonous. It just smells no. really bad.
1: The the real anomaly for me is the puffer fish, that because what you have to go through to make it so that that won't kill you.
3: Well, and who figured that out?
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, I, how I many think the world died before they were there were a cow. lot of Japanese peasants that paid the price. I think on the but way to like, that one.
3: We really want to figure out if, if this is edible, so let's try it this way. Nope. Well, Sorry, George. <laughs> like, the first, like, the
0: first five people that die, <laughs> I think you just give up, right? Like, does it taste that
1: good? Is it, like,
3: that good? It can't good? be
0: that good.
3: I don't know. I've never because had
0: it, it.
1: Because it's so specific what you have to do to not make it poisonous. Yeah. Like, to me, that's another example of really, really hungry. Like, someone's going, I'm on an island on a rock and oh look there's a puffer
5: fish just a
0: school of puffer fish and nothing else
5: well it is the honorary symbol of the advanced sushi chef so in California at least if you go to the sushi restaurants and there's a puffer fish hanging in the restaurant that symbolizes that that chef knows how to prepare that and you won't die
2: and hopefully he didn't graduate
5: just last in his
0: class. Also, probably means it's a really fucking expensive place. <laughs> probably. <laughs> for sure. That's not for low level folks. <laughs> Are you calling me low level? <laughs> I wouldn't eat pufferfish. Yeah. That's just not worth the risk to me. Okay, like, I'm okay. Octopus is fine. Like, what about live octopus when people, like, do the live baby octopus? Okay, so
3: anymore now that they think that they might be sentient, I'm, like, it's even worse.
0: That is true that is true agreed there's a lot of a lot of speculation a lot of evidence that they're sentient beings
3: well we insure a company called clever octopus they've been on our show before and like that's why because they're very 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 smart creatures they're a, a you know you donate it and then people come and get it. Like a, a hand? yeah, kind of
0: arts and crafts place. <laughs> no, oh. there's a
3: name. I you meant like an
0: octopus where I thought initially.
5: Bree, huh. I'm glad you bring that up because I have a sizable donation, many of one, first of many to give to them. And I called them last week. And because we're kind of downsizing and reorganizing and cleaning, clean, did I say the C word? Cleaning. <laughs> I have the connections yeah. with the two people I'm supposed to talk to over there. I've like many, many, many boxes of fabric.
3: Well, they to, will to love it. Them. Yeah, yeah, they're freaking awesome. I love those guys. So we knew that, I mean, I've, we've insured them for years since they started and then they just randomly reached out to Jess one day and I flipped open my phone and I was like, hey, I don't want to confuse them because you've started talking to them, but will you ask them if this is the same one that, you know, and she did and it was. Those same people we'd insured, but I I just love them. I think that they're great.
5: I think it's a great idea it's good. It's recycling. Um, I see that they also have a some kind of strategic alliance with the bike, the bike co-op group. They probably do workshops in common with so them.
3: with the with their new building that they just moved into. They moved into it just before COVID. So February, I guess. I was going to say February, but I think do you
5: right. do you realize that's BC BC before you COVID abbreviated that <laughs> yeah, yeah. BC.
3: Um, so they moved into this area because they they had kind of several different locations, but they moved there because they could have storage in the back, they could have retail in the front, but along the sides, uh, and I don't know if it's built out this way yet, but the plan is to have rooms for artists to go in and have... A place to create and do things and then they also have classes so they're actually insured to have like kids or adults or whatever come in and do classes which they can't do a ton of right? they have
5: cultivated a fantastic list of corporate yep. sponsors I was checking their website out the other day just to kind of see I've heard about them many times but had not read about them in this is where this stuff is going to be gifted because that's where they needs, will do. That's some where it needs it. to go. Yep, they will yeah. do some
3: good with it. They do projects with, um, with old folks' homes. They do projects with schools. They do projects everywhere. So if they get a bunch of something and they figure out something to make, then they do projects with somebody and they teach them all how to make it. Like they did ottomans once, and I was really mad. I wanted to do an ottoman, but they did it at the old folks' home. So, to get to make an ottoman someday. Huh. Someday you and I will both be there, old folks making ottomans. Yeah, <laughs> not not too long in the future, we'll we'll make some ottomans. You don't know
1: <laughs> making ottomans at five cents a day you know, <laughs> just.
0: they're not Pakistani children
1: <laughs>
3: no we're old folks <laughs> we'll just forget that we did it and that we have to be paid for it
0: or prisoners <laughs> I forgot my checkbook I don't care change <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Jess did you do anything this weekend
4: I did lots of things this weekend
0: like
1: what
4: I went to the farmers markets and I went
0: to Which brunch. Ones? Which ones?
4: Uh Wheeler Farm in downtown.
0: Did you go to Penny Ann's again? No. Okay. I good. went to. How's the why Farm? not? It's
4: delicious.
0: Because you need to share the love is what I I'm went saying. to
4: Taggart's up in up Weber Canyon in Taggart.
0: That's the exit. What?
2: How's the Wheeler Farm?
4: I literally was there for like two minutes.
0: Oh. <laughs> did you buy anything, or did you just like yes. just look at it, drive yes. by?
4: I had a very specific task. I was in and out.
1: She did a drive-by? Yeah. Basically. She just
0: yelled
4: out the window, yep. hey, I need some lemons.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm sure I could have like messaged them and been like, hey, I'm just driving by.
0: Yo, you mix greens. Car? I'll fold the five into a paper plane. And...
1: <laughs> <laughs> a run-by fruiting. Yeah. That's from Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes.
5: Hey, Jess, I'd um, seen something earlier about the farmer's market down here in Salt Lake that... The plans were to go ahead and open it up and then to try to as much have touchless payment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. vendors. Are they doing that? They well? have like little, some yeah. have little Venmo uh, things.
0: 50 they,
4: they do ask. Um, <clears throat> some people are still taking cash, but the some majority people, is like Venmo and
0: card. <laughs> some people forget their card readers and only yeah. take cash. Yeah. Or the card else. reader
4: is not working. But yeah, that's the... Uh, I, I will say the that idea.
0: the best farmers, uh, the best people at the market are the ones that have a giant QR code for it their Venmo, Venmo right there on the table because you can just scan it. It pops right into their profile and you can pay them directly. It's like the best experience for payment.
5: Hey, along with the, that thing that I read a long time ago about Farmer's Market opening up the the... The underscoring was also about social distancing. What did you, what did you see over there? Yeah. I've been
0: uh, people two, w- don't pay attention. I've been no. two weeks in a row, and this is what I've noticed. One, everyone takes their dogs, which they said not to. And they're huh. babies. There's less dogs than normal, so that's great because there's less dog fights. Um, <laughs> there, there are less little children um, in right. general. There weren't as many strollers. There were basically no wagons. Um, there were still large groups of people. Like you know, family of eight going to the freaking market, or like a giant group of friends at the market, which is a little weird. Um, all the all of the purchasing, like there's one or two people at the table that are buying stuff. Everyone else is across the sidewalk. Or at least they're supposed the to be. But this is the best part of the social distancing. They just
3: cut
4: in front of you yep. because they're not paying attention. Yeah. That and then I'm I'm line. very <laughs>
3: passive aggressively in the back going. Oh, man, I guess I was just waiting here for nothing. I should have just walked <laughs> right up to the table.
0: The best part about the line is sometimes it's noticeable because there's seven people definitely not six feet apart, like as far as I am from Bree, like standing next to someone. Like I don't, What's the point in social distancing away from the table if the people on the line are just going to be right next to each other? So
5: this article here on the table in front of us about the Utah State Fair might be another victim of COVID-19. If the farmers market is kind of like um, the dress rehearsal for this, it's no wonder yeah, well, this is probably going to get canceled, right?
0: Yeah, and we talked about the farmers market a few weeks ago. You know, they basically the way they're operating because there's no mass gathering permits being given out right now by the county. Uh, the way they're operating is as, as an essential business. They're it's operating a as a grocery store, and they don't have any of the normal art vendors. Um, there's very few non direct farmers there are a few
3: all of the knife sharpeners were there and I finally remembered to take my shears <laughs>
5: <laughs> There's some-
3: those things are 30 years old and I love them and I finally got them sharpened
5: so do you think they were ushered in as another essential
3: business uh, probably they're also in a truck They've been there, the whole- they're there every year but, and they're, like, probably the most social distance of everything, because they're, like, off in the corner, and there's nothing There's a, them. There's
0: a, there's a few bakeries, um, and then there's a couple of businesses that, um, like, you know, the goat people, the goat milk people that make goat milk everything. Um, so, like,
3: they they have their soaps there, but they also have their yogurts Like,
0: there. the kombucha guys are there, but there's not a lot of actual, like, prepared stuff at all, which is really kind How of nice. How is kombucha? Essential. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> have you met Have you met hipsters? <laughs> uh yeah, it's essential. Essential to the hipsters. It's actually what turns you into hipster. If you start drinking it, you'll it. get a man bun. Yeah, you you get a man bun. You wear overalls. Hey. Um,
3: <laughs> yeah, but you have to have one of them off.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like the eighties look. Off. <laughs> They're or, not really functional. Or flannel. When that, so. A lot of flannel. yeah, a lot of flannel. So I'm, so I'm good then. You're good. Yeah, just a mustache, <laughs> um, yeah. or or a lumberjack style beard, but those are less popular. I think people can't hack it when they're when it's hot outside. Whisses, so. it's too much of a. The
3: cute little girl at Ruby Snap when Chris went in was like, "So what's it like wearing a mask with that beard?" <laughs> Not like it's
0: like wearing a mask without one, except for when I'm done, there's a line. There's a
3: dent. <laughs>
0: you can see where the mask starts.
3: <laughs> like, otherwise, no,
0: it's, it's the same as not having a beard, I guess.
3: And then she was showing us like the inside of the, the wrapper for the Ruby Snap, and I go, oh, this ain't our first rodeo. She goes, oh, rodeos. I miss rodeos.
1: <laughs> wow. <clears throat>
3: she was super cute. I don't know who she was, but she was really nice.
1: So
0: we, uh, we went hiking up Mill Creek again because they allow dogs. Yep. Um, a lot of people are not too bad. No, it's been fine. Sundays are always great. That's why we chose Sundays. There's too many, Mm. a lot of, a lot of people don't do anything on Sundays in this community for some reason. I'm not sure why, Hmm. even without church actually occurring. Um, so Sundays are always pretty good. And if you go up before noon, which I've never understood why someone decides I'm going to go hiking in the middle of the day when it's really hot.
3: Well, if it's, in the early spring, it's not bad, but now
0: it's... Yeah, well, once it's like 80 to 90 degrees in the middle of the afternoon, why would you want to be hiking during the hottest Cause part of the day? Because
3: I'm always, always, always cold, and even I am not cold.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we usually go early. We're usually up there by about 9, 9.30 at the latest.
3: Yeah, we, 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 were, we were a little bit... I was telling Jeremy, we were a little bit late because some, some friends kind of invited themselves, which is fine. We love them, and they're always welcome. Any friends are always welcome to come hiking with us but they they went to the wrong place and then they sat next to a car that looked a lot like mine thinking that maybe we were like we left them, left them or had gone to the bathroom or something and they waited and then they realized oh that's that's not Bree's car <laughs> 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 so just as we had decided oh they're 25 minutes late i guess we'll just go they actually came driving down the street and we so we we made it, so it was a little bit later hike than normal.
0: We also, um, I'm now officially registered as a Republican oh, yeah. in the state of Utah. Did
3: you do it, Jer?
0: No. No.
3: Just did it. You you did
0: you? It a while? you finish it?
3: No, I she don't know, did. she
0: forgot one time. To oh, register. that's right.
3: Yeah, but she didn't forget this time.
0: Yeah, and in fact, we're not alone. Like, I put that on here. That's one of the things that yeah. I, I threw up, and I noticed uh, the event as well. So the primary election, the Republican primary, because there's not really any Democrats uh, in contest. So the Republican primary is big, though, uh, especially in my district, because we have, you know, the congressional seat. So I'm going to pick the most dumbass candidate for that one, because hey. I don't want McAdams to have a real opponent. Um, I don't know that any of those four are real opponents, to be honest. Um, but... Uh, the gubernatorial race. Uh, I mean, you had top Democrats around the state basically saying, "Go register Republican because you're not going to get a vote uh, anyway." And you so, might as
3: well at least try and get somebody in there that you can tolerate. The deadline has come and gone.
0: Now it was last Friday. Yes, uh, to do it um, in order to be in time for the election, um, which basically has the Republican Party talking now about, well, how do we? We need to change how we do this because there's a lot of people that are registering to vote Republican but aren't voting Republican and are switching their voter registration afterwards. Duh. <laughs> so there was uh, nine okay, so nine? Uh, Republican voters jumped by nearly seventy four thousand <laughs> in the last like this is it the actually last, is over a hundred and four thousand people that have now changed. The, they've updated it yeah. This is in like a month in a month, and so the number of Democrats dropped by like ten thousand when this was posted. Um, wow! Unaffiliated voter counts, and these are of active voters. Unaffiliated active voters uh, dropped by forty three thousand six hundred. Uh, so, so <laughs> wow. I'm sure if you
3: add those up, we're gonna get right up to that number that we just talked about.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it is it is pretty crazy how many people have switched. Because I mean, the real the reality is, whoever has that. R on their name for that ticket's going to get the vote. Right. Right. There's no Demo. Christensen's not going to even come close. Well,
4: and a lot of people are saying they're going to actually keep staying a Republican that way in the future. They can just they can because you don't have to change your registration to vote for Democrat. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> the downside is if you want to actually participate in like Democratic caucuses and, and go to conventions and stuff like that, you have to be a Democrat. You can't you can't do that stuff as a Republican. Right. What, what's going on here?
1: So Misty just joined us.
0: <laughs> oh, she's giving a headset away. Oh, excellent, excellent. Um, yeah, so... I don't know. It's right behind you. It's on the case.
1: Because then you can hear, and then you're going to use this mic. <coughs> yeah.
0: That's okay. I had to uh, move it because you had it on my seat. So, yeah, I mean, and this is a big race, right? There's four candidates for governor. Um, I think it's really... Going to be Cox or, or um, uh, Huntsman. I don't know that uh, uh, Stupid Hughes or Bishop are, are really going to. Right.
4: <laughs>
0: what? No one can That's hear right. you because you're not talking about. But it's Bishop, isn't I it? I
4: said it was Stupid Hughes. It's right, is the candidate, and Bishop is his. The lieutenant governor.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, it's,
2: I know, you He yeah, it is right Stupid know. billboards. Always oh, a Trump supporter. Oh.
0: <laughs> Always a jackass. <laughs> Thanks, Greg Hughes. I'm glad you stepped down from uh, working in the house, and uh, I'll be glad to see your political career die, Peter. Out. Maybe you can run for uh, Rob Bishop's uh, house seat for uh, Congress. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, and then also the Attorney General uh, is a is a pretty big race too, right? Yeah. Uh, see if we can get Reyes out of there. <laughs> um. I don't know what the other races are. I haven't really looked too closely. If there's very many more, those are the big ones for the moment. Um, yeah, but yeah. So uh, if you didn't do Burgess, it,
4: Burgess, are you voting for Burgess?
0: No, he was a nice guy, but yeah, is no. no. it too loud? He called me a uh, he called me a uh, a socialist and a Marxist multiple times in a terrible way, as if that was the most evil thing. In fact, he specifically said the socialists and Marxists were were evil beings. And then proceeded to say we were all socialists and Marxists without without actually knowing that he was saying that to us. Interesting. Um, but also, I I don't I don't think he's the best one out of the bunch. And I think the worst one out of the bunch is probably, uh, what's the lady's name?
4: Kim Coleman. Yeah.
0: I think she's terrible. <laughs>
4: I don't know. Trent's pretty terrible, too.
0: Trent's a They're dick. all
4: pretty terrible. But Jay th- McFarlane's the only non-terrible.
0: Yeah, which is why I won't vote for Jay McFarlane, because I don't want Ben McAdams to have competition
4: I'm pretty sure Burgess is gonna get the nomination
0: I think he will too uh, and he's getting a lot of GOP support behind him as, as well because uh, you know the Republicans they're like oh black dude in Utah running as a Republican congressman or running for who Republican? loves Trump yeah like super Trump like let's get behind this guy let's spend a bunch of money in a in a swing district so
3: look I'm still wearing purple.
0: I do, I do feel like uh, I do feel like he is probably taking a little bit for granted because he was talking about how it's a you know in our 13 district where Republicans should be winning by like 13 points, and I I'm curious if he's actually really campaigning hard himself and talking to people or just hoping his name gets him by. So
3: I don't know. I see a lot of signs for him, but the only reason I recognize it is because we interviewed him. So, Jess, any events? I know we have some sad news. I Let didn't, me get
0: my I notebook. I didn't want to really talk about it, but I can start by talking about it. Yeah, but we it. have to
4: talk about it so people can patronize them one last time. That's true. They, two last times. As you
0: say, they only have two or three more things. I think one on Two. Zero. Yeah. Hey, hey we're don't. sitting right here. Not okay. you guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you like Raclette, um, Abby and Zara are... Do you want to do my events for me. No, no. I was just saying stuff to fill. Th- See, this is the thing: when you're not prepared, and we have to fill that air, I try I to fill was, it. You were <laughs>
4: talking, so that's why I wasn't talking.
0: But Abby and Zara are—they're are, closing. It's sad.
3: Well, you have the dates; they'll keep opening in your book.
0: Yeah, she's getting
4: Yeah, I there. do have the dates.
3: Uh, so their
4: last uh, events will be the 26th at Brownies, 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 from five to eight. That's the LGBTQ truck roundup that uh, Brownies is
0: holding. Yeah, you talked about going there last week, wasn't it? you went to Brownies,
4: Uh, Brownies, uh, Brownies? uh, Brownies.
0: uh, No. I swear you talked about going there like a week or two ago.
4: I went almost a month ago. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then the 28th they'll be at their normal spot at Fisher Brewing from 12 to 7, so you can go and say your farewells and eat lots of hey,
0: cheese. Hey, is that Fisher Brewing thing? Is there always a food truck over there? You guys are yes. over here. Because I was going to say because I noticed that the Jamaican uh, food truck was over there. They have a, they page. have food
1: trucks because they can't get the they couldn't get the licensing to be a restaurant. So they just have. So a they spot. just have food trucks that pull up outside. In fact, everybody from the neighborhood here, people are regularly walking. I mean, our landlord goes down there and gets food all the time. The people from uh, nice. Brute Squad go down. So it's a it's a normal thing. That's have, great. Have people go
2: down. And- so are they just quitting or are they moving on? Are they going somewhere else?
0: Are they quitting? Or moving nobody out?
4: knows. They haven't announced that.
0: My guess is the uh, the COVID's probably really did them in.
4: No, they're move- They're actually moving.
0: Are they? so, so nobody yeah. knows.
4: Nobody knows.
2: Because like Poutine, they they know. Know. Poutine closed, but they moved to what, Seattle?
0: Yeah, but that was like way oh. pre-COVID. <laughs> well,
2: yeah. Like, yeah, two but years pre-COVID. <laughs> but,
0: the, but the point was, Before point COVID. was they closed here let's get the let's get the acronyms right it's bc it's before covid (laughs) it's not pc it's bc Uh, It could (laughs) uh that's the same thing with bubble and brown those guys moved yeah and so yeah
4: but he he won't reopen under that moniker again he's already said that so i don't know they haven't i only know that they're moving i don't know what their plans are so yeah
0: that's sad though because i really like their stuff they're Awesome! I love those. Yeah, ladies. good people in our community. I'm gonna miss seeing them and and seeing Abby shy away and hide in the shadows. <laughs> <It's> busy
4: cooking. She's <laughs> so cute. Um, uh, we haven't really talked about fireworks because there hasn't been really a lot of talk about them, I even though the Fourth of July is next week. Um, but uh, this is a really awesome. I think, um, Stadium of Fire is going to be. Planning a—I mean, they already planned it—but it's a coordinated show uh, in Utah County. So there will be three locations that are simultaneously setting off fireworks. Um, so normally, the stadium of Firework fireworks are like six to—I think six to eight hundred feet in the air, and these will be a thousand to fourteen oh. fourteen hundred feet in the air. Nice. How how um, high up
0: in the air do yours get at Sidewalk of Fire? At least five it's feet. It's a sidewalk. <laughs> five <laughs> feet.
4: <laughs> um, Anyway, so the other location is at a park in South Provo, and then um, the park that's next to Mountain View High School in Orem, and so that will happen at ten o'clock on the fourth of July. And then the Pentagon just approved a flyover like earlier in the evening.
0: So, so do you think awesome? Do you think with the the fact that there aren't any big giant public gatherings for fireworks displays? like stadium of fire obviously is mm-hmm. not doing it the one that was usually at the U there's not going to be Sugar House Park's fireworks like
4: Park City might happen but the the article that I saw from last week they haven't made a decision
0: yet so do you think with the the city's not doing big displays or if they aren't allowing gatherings if we'll see a lot more neighborhood displays and people dying? Oh yeah and like a thousand lighting times houses on fire? Yes. oh yeah
4: yes times a thousand
0: yeah, I'm not kidding. <laughs> my house has been hit by fireworks. Mine has, too. And we had to get the hose. And Yeah, they lit yeah. my backyard on fire at one point. Yeah. Um, like, probably every other year, my house gets hit with a firework. Yeah. From no,
4: I was thinking about that when I saw... I actually think you, Chris, you and I were talking about this a, a week or so ago, and I saw the stand set up, and that was actually my first thought, is now that they that we don't have these, you know, set up firework shows that, um, you know... Pe- more people are going to be buying their own and causing problems.
0: We'll see. I don't know. The economy is not doing so hot and maybe people won't be buying as many.
4: Listen, people always make room for fireworks. Dude, this, okay. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, in Hawaii, yeah. people like
3: give up food to have like, fireworks. there
0: is one thing that working with fireworks stands for like six years taught me, thank God by the way, this is the first year I don't have to work with those I know. It was so crazies. weird. I saw
3: the tents go up and I'm like is it that time of year already?
0: Because this is the first year and like what, six or seven now that I haven't had to deal with them? Um but the 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 um people that buy fireworks, like I shit you not. I have seen them go up and do like like five hundred dollar transactions and they're like, Can you put forty dollars on this credit card?
6: <laughs> <laughs> and um
0: like no, two hundred on this one. And then I'm going to give you 100 in cash, and then she's going to pay for the rest.
4: You have like, to do it like the day before you're going to do your fireworks, like closer to when they're going to stop selling them because they put them all on sale.
0: <laughs> not Phantom. Oh not Phantom. Not Phantom fireworks. That's I don't ever the buy day, from Phantom. The day after. What, what day is the 4th this year? It's is that it, Saturday. It's Saturday. So, go on Sunday well in Utah is a little different for the 24th 24th. but everywhere else like if there's still a a weekend like if it's on a Friday and there's a whole weekend most of the fireworks distributors will dump their prices they'll just try to because any of that inventory that they have to keep is really expensive for them in terms of revenue Um,
3: because they have to buy it.
0: Because, well, the, the individual tin operators don't have to buy it, but they now logistically have to store these things for mm-hmm. an extra year in their warehouse and pay all the, like, crazy hazmat and insurance fees. Because logistically, like, fireworks basically sit in a warehouse for, like, less than a week. They're, like, being made in China, shipped across, shipped around the U.S., and then they hit the warehouse and then leave the warehouse, usually within a few weeks at most. So they're not really hanging on to large stocks of fireworks. So,
2: I wonder if they're going to have the quantity though, because of all the shipping issues.
0: Well, it's not just shipping, right? The manufacturing in China. The thing is, they order fireworks for the next. Hey, season. we have
4: we have firework manufacturers in Utah. Two like, of them, as far as I know.
0: Yeah, but they're they're not like they're commercial. They're commercial. They? They're not retail know, like, stuff. They're big commercial show manufacturers. Hmm.
3: They're the ones that do it for yeah, like, ones out by my house. Yep. The stadium yeah. of fire.
0: Most of the most of the stuff that you're buying is manufactured in China. Right. Um and most of those orders go in in like late August, early September for the next year. Like it's it's crazy how long it takes to do all that stuff. But they also only cost like all in probably like four bucks for something you're paying sixty bucks for. So they're making $56 in, in in profit. That's not just revenue. That's wow. straight Suckers. up net profit. It's crazy. And how that employs right. a lot of kids. Uh, in <laughs> China.
1: <laughs> I think we need to pivot again.
0: <laughs> I, I will say, though, the operators that are on the fireworks stands, like, if you've got a couple weeks in the summer that's slow that you can give up, they make a lot of money. If if they're good, they're making fifty grand in a couple of weeks, like take home $50,000 in a couple of weeks Some of those operators. But
5: if they only sell fireworks several times a year, maybe?
0: Yeah. So most of the people that do it, so there's a few people I've talked to. So there's like um, people in Utah, uh, a lot of times families do it and they use that money to pay for like missions. And so they'll just give up vacation, you know, two weeks of vacation to do fireworks, uh, get paid for the vacation and make fireworks money. Uh, and then there's a lot of people that are like carnies, basically. Um, like they do Christmas trees. They do pumpkin patches. They do fireworks. Um, they basically, that's how they make their living for the year. Um, I mean, there's some people that do fireworks like twice a year and sell Christmas trees, and that's literally all they do for income for the whole year. So they have an RV, and they go sit by the tents. and
3: I kind of want to do that now. I don't. Have you been to a fireworks stand? I have I have no
0: desire to I've <laughs> actually
3: I've actually helped run one when the people did, couldn't figure it out and you showed me how to do it and five seconds later I could run the the stand
0: they are also like the lowest common denominator. <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> you know when it wasn't working I remember I, 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 I helped I helped you I was helpful in Hawaii. I earned my ticket. You earned your keep. I, I, I've worked the fireworks stand for like an hour. But
0: speaking of <laughs> speaking of fireworks, uh, we've had a few fires. We talked about those uh, last week or two okay. weeks ago. I don't know.
4: Yes. And there was an article. Um, there's an awesome Twitter page that I can't remember right now that f- like follows Utah fires. There were 26. Utah
0: that- fire dot, Utahfireinfo.org, I think is what it is. Not the
4: Twitter, but um, that might be the website.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's the website that has all. That's where we found out you could get a quart of wood for six bucks. Um, Not by price.
4: Anyways, so twenty six last weekend that were not like that weren't that didn't make the news like.
0: That's just that's not by my house
4: today. This
2: time, like two weeks ago, and the dumbasses were shitting propane. No, but
4: this last week's been
5: eight years (laughs) since I had to evacuate my house. Because of the fire, fire. how do they collect their data? Are they listening to police and fire scanners? Are they if it's if so if a fire doesn't make the news, how do they get? There are still
0: public like reports of the fire. It's
4: Utah Wildfire. Is Uh, the yeah? It's the what did you say? Utah Fire Info. Utah
0: Fire Info. Yeah. Yeah. So
4: it's yeah. It's their Twitter.
0: I never look at the website, just their Twitter handle. Yeah, Utah, Utahfireinfo.gov is a cool site because it shows you where all the active, like, reportable wildfires are. Um, there's like a really cool interactive map. So,
4: <laughs> I thought to share this, they have a, uh, an hour ago, they posted a picture that has like a really souped up truck with like fancy wheels and like chains off the back. And it says even a shiny new toy causes wildfires. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so You know what else causes wildfires? When you burn weeds and you get told not to and then you keep burning weeds. <laughs> right. That's you propane products. tanks. But you can actually see where all the fire restrictions and stuff are uh, around Utah. Um, Which is pretty
2: much Utah.
0: Yeah, I mean Utah's a freaking desert, people. Don't let off fireworks. But even in like the cities, like unincorporated areas of the county and some of the smaller townships have you restrictions. You got a lot of people
2: doing fires in this area? Uh,
1: fireworks.
0: Like hobo fires, yeah. So
1: here's what here, here's what's <laughs> weird it, when Tin the can. when the shelters were all in operation. Right, just down the street. So I live right by there, and it was not uncommon uh, throughout the month of July, and then sometimes randomly, other times, just someone would shoot off, you know, bottle rockets from over in the direction of the shelter. This is like what to,
0: I'm talking about. This is what yeah. I'm talking about. It doesn't matter how much money they have, they will they will <laughs> buy fireworks.
1: fireworks. <laughs> And then, because of uh, the weird part is for me, is that because it's all buildings, like taller buildings around me, when something does go off, the acoustics, oh, just, echoing. Oh. it just goes pop,
3: pop, pop. Where did that come from? Yeah, and you
1: can't tell where it came from. I've, I've actually gone outside to try to figure out where the fireworks display was coming and couldn't find it. But it could see the light of it reflecting off of the buildings and hear the boom, boom, boom. It's very weird. Did I see you
0: guys had a doorbell out there? No, that was it. That was at Ruby Snap. Never mind. But if you get a ring, if you get a ring doorbell, you'll... Then
3: you can follow all the people who are like, did you hear gunshots? <laughs> it is the 2nd of July. It's like the 4th it's of July fireworks. at
0: like 10 p.m. And people are like, did you hear those gunshots?
3: <laughs> and people have taken to be super snarky on there. And so you get things like... I heard them. I think that they were in your backyard. You better lock your doors.
4: (laughs) I have two COVID updates, if that's okay.
2: Yes.
5: Bolt
4: Cutter is closed until August. What? The restaurant Bolt Cutter. Bolt
0: Cutter. I didn't know that was a thing.
4: Yeah. And um, also, uh, Ruth's Diner has closed temporarily.
0: Uh So you're not going to brunch there?
4: It's not my favorite place
1: for brunch. I like their dinners. Taggart's. Tigers was delicious. Taggers or Taggers. 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 that's a different one. Yeah,
4: well, taggers. it's so the only huh? thing off the exit. Tag- um, so
0: they made the exit for Taggers? Yes.
4: <laughs> yes. And there's peacocks, <laughs> they'll walk around. A lot of graffiti. And delicious um chicken and waffle eggs
0: mm, benedict. That sounds amazing. Good. So is it like Lakai? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Only yes. people
2: eat there. because mm-hmm. well, the peacocks. Mm-hmm. This is what
0: hey, do you guys! I don't the the murals. Did you guys see them doing the cleanup from when they threw the black on the murals? Oh, I didn't oh, see that tar. It
3: they tar? did yeah. it
1: twice. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I thought it was yeah. just
3: black paint. Nope.
1: No, it was roofing tar. Yeah. yeah.
3: Did they not see the irony that they're throwing black onto? No, black I think that's why they're doing
1: it. I think, I think it's a tar and feather sort of uh, reference. Yeah.
0: Uh, but speaking of fires before we get away, we weren't uh, talking about so fires. We were, we were talking about fireworks and we were talking about food
3: and we were talking and... about murals and we were what talking I'm about Misty. tar.
0: <laughs> 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 Hi Misty. Uh, the, I, so yesterday I was bringing the dog home, um, from, uh, training. We were, we were at training and driving back and I drive up 47th. I, even though I wrecked my car on 47th, that's still the way I come home. Um, but I, I'm getting up and like where 47th like comes up to Redwood, it's a bit of a hill, and as you kind of crest to the top of it, I just saw like it's where the village and
3: the Ds are, Kitty Corner. from. Yeah, oh, okay, I know yeah, that. Yeah. But a
0: but like a little bit further down, but as soon as you like kind of come around, Ooh, you this saw corner, the smoke. It was like I was like while it was happening, I was driving past it, and it was like billows of like you like couldn't see it. weird, creepy like orangish smoke. Like not normal smoke, and I'm like, oh my gosh! So I call Bree, and I'm like, hey, look it up, see if there's a fire. Well, Bree's like aunt, like great aunt, lives right. So I looked it college. up, and
3: I'm like, uh, Sally Community College is on fire, and my aunt basically is their neighbor. So and I, I, text, I called materials. my mom, and I'm like, have you heard from Aunt B? She's like, no, why? So I tell her, I'm like, can you just check on her, please? But her grandson has been living with her, so he got the alert on his phone to basically shelter in place, which they were already doing so you know <laughs> wasn't that big of a deal uh, but yeah. keep your windows closed and stuff and just to wait, watch for updates. Cause it was like, updates. it was about 7.20, so
0: it was like two hours in, cause yeah. it started at 5.20. Yeah. They were still trying to put it out. Like it, was it was still,
3: was, yeah. They were,
4: and from the news this morning, they were there basically overnight. Yeah. It
3: looked pretty clean when I drove past this morning. Um, the air was really clean, but you could still, it was still like an acrid kind of. Cause it
4: was in the applied technology building, which yeah. is where all the like is, automotive.
3: Yeah, and, also under, it was also yeah. under but construction. But it was under construction, so there are no walls, so the fire was just like, going through there was like nothing to stop it but I think that it was kind of good in a way because they also had moved a lot of that stuff out while I was under construction so some of the things that they were afraid of but like they had burning like, and exploding they had
0: shut Redwood Road down in front of the college um, so it was w- weird to drive through that smoke I was like oh windows up
3: it's but cool. my aunt is fine <laughs> <What's going on laughs> <over there? She's laughs> Jen
1: you need to go like this
0: there's a bug. She reaches up in the air and she's just like, uh, <laughs> What's going on? Um. Um, but yeah, the, uh, I guess back to COVID. I don't know. The state fair. Back to COVID. My
3: COVID update is that because my daughter had took her little furlough, she hasn't had to have her sixth COVID test. So that's good. That's awesome.
1: Five COVID tests.
3: <laughs> but we did find out she has the lungs of a fifty-year-old last week. So it's probably a good thing she decided to take a little break.
1: Why? Why does she have the? She one?
3: has asthma. Oh, okay. But but it was a new development. Like this isn't something she's had forever. She right. went down to St. George for school. And she had a a breathing issue that she had to go to the emergency room for. And they're like, you should probably get tested for this. And so she did. And started with an inhaler and some medication and stuff. And she didn't fill her prescription because she's 20 and she doesn't do things like that. And then she came up here and she's like, Mom, I, I need my inhaler and... Uh, I don't have a prescription. So I sent her to my ENT, and he did a test that her ENT hadn't done that tested, like, the quality of your lungs, and apparently they tested out as a 50-year-old. Wow. And she's 20. She literally turned 20 on the 4th of this month. So uh, I've reminded her she should probably not be smoking weed (laughs) (laughs) or vaping. (laughs) Those are probably things that you should avoid. Um, So...
0: And take your inhaler with you. And
3: Yeah, because she forgets it. Or she's just got her phone with the little pocket on the back, and she just grabs that and runs, and then she doesn't have her inhaler. So she's actually had a couple little emergency vi- visits. So, yeah, she she and her friends were working as CNAs at the VA, the one that had the really bad outbreak with the 14. Mm-hmm. And yeah, And so they took a break from that. They took a, a leave, and she's – so now they're trying to find some – CNA jobs that are not at a place where there's a really, really, really bad outbreak. Good luck. I know. (laughs) Luckily you know where CNA's work? Nursing homes. so, (laughs) So luckily they are living in Grammy's house. So they're living in her friend's her friend's grandma's condo is where they live, and so Grammy is not charging them rent or they'd be out on their keysters and she'd be back living in my house. But uh,
0: another victim to COVID is the state fair. I think it's probably not long for this world. Yeah, that's what we were talking. It's about. not officially canceled, but all accounts are. <laughs> I don't know good. how. I don't know how you have. I think
3: Fanex is probably going to end up being victim to it as well.
0: Yeah, I don't know how you have a a state fair that usually has over half a million people coming to it. Uh, over the course of a week and like at peak times, they're like 50 to 60,000 attendees in one spot. I don't know how you justify that during, uh, a a pandemic. So, and I don't know how you have this, like any form of the state fair, it becomes like 4-H judging at that point. Like you can submit entries, I guess, but Part of the state fair is like showing your stuff off publicly. Right, right? of course. So, yeah. And they eliminated the cake competition, apparently, so I don't really care anymore. Jess and I are submitting to a different cake competition, right, Jess? <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not. I'm being off 100% serious. I will help you with this cake. I have this concept That means you have to make mind. time for me. I can do that. <laughs> I will make time for this You're cake, which includes you.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> There you have it. As a secondary functionary yeah. of the cake. Uh. No,
0: absolutely. I don't remember what the competition's called, though. I forgot already. It's uh, Utah Sugar Arts is who puts it on. When Are they, they going to do it, or is it going to be a It's co- next year. Damn it. COVID. <laughs> Fucking COVID. I don't know if that's really why.
4: <laughs> uh I would assume so because they announced it like right at the beginning of all
0: of this. Oh you know like, what else is they... gonna be victim? It's the cheese competition. Oh, oh yeah, the cheese. No. Dang it. God, COVID's ruining everything.
1: <laughs> Gosh. Wow, you sounded fourteen right then.
3: It's just ruining everything. He, I hate you. He usually sounds fourteen. I, <laughs> I hate
1: COVID so
0: much. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I don't think that there's anybody out there going, woo hooray for COVID.
1: Well, it's probably, it's probably some pharmaceutical companies that might be going, did, hooray for man, COVID. Did you hear
0: what happened with, like, Chief Farmer Bro that's in prison? He tried to petition to get out of prison so he could help find a cure for COVID. And the judge was like, uh, no, I can't believe you even actually petitioned us for that. That's why you're in here, is for being that brazenly stupid. <laughs> I'm like,
5: seriously?
0: Nice. So yeah, covid covid sucks. Um at this point there's a part of me that thinks that like you know maybe lots of people should die just so like all the damage that we've done is totally worth it. <laughs> because it's
1: I mean you I'm just, really glad that you just said that publicly. I think that's you, fantastic. I've been saying it publicly
0: for weeks. I'm not like look there no one no one wants to say that life is is you know less precious than how the economic impact is is actually taking place. Until
3: uh, the economic impact starts killing people. Yeah,
0: but I don't, they're not going to attribute those deaths to COVID when people starve because they've lost their job and they or don't when have a home kill and they themselves. can't afford groceries. That doesn't get attributed to COVID unless they test them after they die and they had COVID and then they'll attribute
1: it to COVID. This is the upbeat portion of the show. Well,
0: just, <laughs> like nothing about this has been um, handled well. I don't think so. I mean, you guys, you guys are in a in a bad position from it too, right? Well,
1: it, you know, it's weird not not directly, but there were consequences that sort of created a domino effect, which ultimately landed on us. Well, the last so- domino went. <laughs>
0: Well, so I mean, think about it. What are you guys? What are you? What is your primary source of income at McGrew Studios been over the last several years? You are a scene designer for movies.
1: Well, and a, actually, a a our product. biggest clients are uh, it's about it's events. That's yeah. that's the bulk.
4: Yeah, like conventions, and conventions. Like USANA
0: and and, and, convention. and Jen does costumes for cosplayers and and no one's. Ordering or buying anything because nothing's very happening. M-
1: very minimally yeah. it's very minimal. Um, there are, I mean, we have had a little change in the wind lately. There, there are some um, projects that are going forward. I think people like m- motion media pretty much ground to a halt, but people are sort of adapting because motion media still has to go forward. Commercials still have to be made. Things still have to be done. So. Um, And at some point, like uh, we have a a person we've been talking to that basically wants to do a trailer based on a book to try to cultivate investors to make a feature film. And those kind of things can move forward a little of the time. Clearly – the armadillo has not. Um, <laughs> hey, he's a, the armadillo is in a lot...
0: He's looking
3: more like an armadillo.
0: <laughs> a lot more of an armadillo than he has been the last
1: two times. That's true. The, the tail is behind us. Um, and that project, uh, we were actually getting ready to wrap that project up uh, right before all this happened. So uh, I, the armadillo body is on the porch. Mm-hmm. I built a ramp. I mean, we were getting ready to take it to the desert, the sign over there. Of course, we... Also, it wasn't just the COVID thing. The other thing that messed with it was the earthquake. Yeah, messed with us pretty badly. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just on my home studio, which is four blocks away from here, but here, the sign, that sign which was ready to go fell over and took some damage. This which, building
0: was made like pre-earthquake standards before <laughs> most they most of I the think, buildings downtown. Yeah, before they knew, oh yeah, we should probably build for earthquakes in Salt Lake City
3: what's going on there's some anarchy happening over there yep.
1: and then this and then this um, uh, building because it was built quickly in 1908 um, and because for basically almost 100 years trains rolled right outside here heavy heavy trains that shook the ground and you can actually see the damage in the building over time on the masonry on the outside you can see where
0: yeah, you cracks know cracks and, and
1: things and settling and different things hey
0: when did that when did that track get like yanked up and thrown across the other track out there
1: so i i wondered about that, that. Was,
0: that's like relatively new right
1: so what it is i i talked to the railroad people because this is a union pacific yeah uh, ride right, right away And what they said is that all of these, the reason they leave these things intact is they're basically a storehouse when they need to replace rails somewhere else. So they actually did that.
0: So they'll just pull up the rails and go take them somewhere else? Yeah,
1: they'll take rails or other components that they they can reuse in some other part of the tracks. And they just leave these in place because it's not going anywhere. It's closed tracks. Yeah. So, because I actually looked at that one day and I went, man.
0: Like what the hell happened? Who could have done that? Like that's not—it's
1: he- like that's and that's <laughs> old solid, like Bethlehem yeah. steel. That's yeah. like that's some serious steel. But you know, the right an industrious person could actually go and harvest that. Oh yeah, you just and go cut it into chunks it, about this yeah, long. Cut it, yeah. And sell it as anvils and people would buy it because they're it's it's good steel. It's good tempered steel. You know,
0: this does get played publicly, right? Yes, I so. do,
1: yeah. <laughs> I didn't say I was
3: going if to If you're a you, you said
0: industrious people. I just thought that was a metaphor for yourself.
1: <laughs> I'm industrious in a different way. Uh so, yeah, so I mean those those two things, and of course, the other thing I had a whole set set up in this adjacent room over here, and it just got trashed i mean mirrors yeah, no. mirrors broke, uh, much to misty's consternation. Um, mirrors broke and uh, and and fell on things and shattered glass i was i in fact, I'm still finding pieces of it so when you broke when bro- you have device. lots
0: of mirrors break, is it like seven years for every mirror? Or is it just seven years for the one, like the one shot of bad luck all at once? I'm trying to. I don't know superstitions well. I don't know how that works.
1: This is Misty. I
6: would
0: assume per mirror. Oh shit! You're fucked. <laughs> you don't have that many years left on this planet, I'm assuming.
1: Well, you know, the way I I have thought of it more in the context that we've talked about mirrors, um, and we'll get into that the whole subject of mirrors. But uh, the way we've talked about it is that it it basically created. Hundreds of little mirrors. And we had a... There was a whole issue about things... The... the, uh, Shall we say the disembodied traveling through mirrors... And we took a few mirrors and turned it into hundreds of mirrors.
0: (laughs) So did you... Like when you bag up those hundreds of mirrors... And you throw them in like the dumpster... And they break again... So is this like an exponential problem that you're creating for yourself? Well, think of it this way. Once
1: once you've broken a mirror into hundreds of pieces, it really doesn't matter after that. (laughs) (laughs) You can just keep going. So, you know, you
0: guys are, I know you had a GoFundMe up uh, for the studio. Yeah. How did that go? I didn't. Well, we,
1: close. Uh, it, was, it went pretty well at the beginning, um, and then it sort of tapered, and then it has sort of stalled. So we were trying to raise about $5,000, and that was basically to pay the rent. All we were really trying to do was pay the rent on this place. Um, we ended up uh, pulling in about $3,700, but it hasn't moved since then. So um, I don't know what to, what to say about that. So we did that. I know that, that Jen worked very hard to weed through the hideous bureaucracy around all of the relief funds of various kinds um, she's she's hot
3: she's 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 controlling herself <laughs>
5: I feel like a lady in church, but I need a bigger hat. <laughs> a really- yes, you have
3: a hat closet I mean, downstairs. It's really- <laughs> yeah, about- but I feel like if she puts a hat on, she's just going to keep all the heat in the top it's, of her head here. It's,
1: it's really hot. Talk about the bureaucracy, because yeah, it one, was very interesting. One thing
5: to say about um B- BC and PC before COVID and after COVID is that there's a real learning curve. I've been reading a lot of articles, too, about lots and lots of... um Small business people trying to understand and navigate their way through some of these programs. And it's. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's kind of disappointing. And had, had you had uh, a clairvoyant, had we had one of those, like say, even five, few years ago, say, well, here's how you need to set up your taxes and pay them. The way that your tax guy has been doing this, well, it's not really going to cut it because if you ever have a big pandemic and then you have everything closing and then government relief, you're going to need to do forms this way instead of the way you've been doing it. But nobody has that kind of crystal ball. Misty, you're nodding. Your business probably went through some of that as well. Am I right?
6: Yeah, I had to fill out all the paperwork for it, so I feel (laughs) you.
5: And then all those hours and hours of getting financials together, spreadsheets, yeah, it was. Bank statements. Nasty. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, a couple of them we did, we got a little bit on. Most, no, because of, you know, little bureaucratic. There's a new one things. coming. What is that? I don't know what the
6: details are. Utah yet, Creek, but, the, right?
5: Huh. <laughs> there is
6: a new one coming out. When I get the details, I'll send it to you.
5: That'll be awesome but to know about.
6: Yeah, there's another loan coming out for
5: small businesses, so huh. I'll that's, get the details that's on that. That's good because that. the know. first
0: ones <laughs> went fast and didn't go to small businesses like so they should have.
5: I, I have a feeling that just in a general sense, it's gonna. There, we could be seeing a lot of um, systemic changes to people's understandings about how you actually file and if, does your business, like, since we own our business here we don't necessarily do payroll through a payroll company, so therefore we're not paying into Social Security, workers' comp, right? Anything that gets reported to the state in that way.
0: So you have, you have to pay that then out of your individual taxes. That's right. And FFIT. so
5: our tax guy, he's great. He saves us a bundle of money every year because he files us as a couple of, like everybody that works through the shop. We he files us all as um, self-employed. self-employed individuals. But if you're trying to apply, you know, if you're trying to apply for the PPP, the Payroll Protection, you're shaking your head. Did you guys go through some similar? We did. So Oops.
6: we have I do all the payroll, but mm-hmm. we also have people that are the 1099 self-employed right. mm-hmm. and I couldn't write them checks. That's no, right. Yeah, added added that yeah,
0: uh, no, yeah, you can't help them. Yeah, you can't help the self-employed. Jeremy goes through that himself. they were on their
5: own. So it was
6: it was pretty brutal,
5: but Yeah, so I have a feeling like if we get out of this systemically, there'll be some things that hopefully smart hopefully if we have smart people that are running state offices for unemployment and workforce services, that kind of thing. They'll try to, it's an yeah, they'll, well, they'll try yeah, to, they'll I've try to go, models, wow, yeah. we ran into this. What are we going to do? If anything ever happens again to, um, like 1099, most, a lot of our income every year for here is 1099. Well,
0: and you, I mean, you talk yeah. about like w- what this country is built on is, is the backs of small businesses and a tax code that rewards people for creating their own businesses. But, you know, the way you are rewarded is by doing things like the way you guys file taxes, the way Jeremy files <clears throat> taxes, the way I filed taxes for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, there's some serious rewards to that. But then, you know, you have this issue where you basically have to be uh, set up as, as more of a fully incorporated business mm-hmm. than than just a self-employed type of thing.
5: Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm all for the common good and I get it. And had I known a long time ago that we could have been eligible for just some relief programs like this. It wouldn't have hurt us to have set it up through payroll to have those small amounts withdrawn for withholdings and Mm -hmm. Social Security, that kind of thing, because I'm pretty sure our tax guy could have made it work in our favor in the long run anyway, because he's kind of a wizard like that. So, I don't know. You live and learn. If you
0: want a new tax guy, I got a good one. but. (laughs)
5: <laughs> I don't. Wanna, I don't want to kick your tax guy. Well, it's. I think. I, I think what we're seeing is just that the situation that's worked so well for so long for so many independent contractors, yeah. self-employed, ten ninety nine people like we are. You. You get a weird earth changing circumstance like this. But government bureaucracy, you know, gridlock and government and the way they've always done things for decades and decades, that doesn't change. The past. federal programs aren't designed to That's help right. that. That's right.
1: I thought it was interesting what she – because Jen tried to apply for the, the unemployment. We know when they change unemployment so it could – for gig, it was so impossible to navigate because they didn't actually change the site – they didn't change the the website, the, the website to, to accommodate the change and so you still were still requiring you to plug in things that were irrelevant
0: well and that's at the and that's even at the state level and some states even if you did apply for it and managed to get through that process you still didn't get paid like there were states like Florida that just straight up didn't pay unemployment for for a while yeah Oh, some of them didn't have it because the numbers of an unemployment. Yeah, rate. they didn't have the money. I were mean, when you so when you astronomical. We had like 30 million, 40 million people in this country apply for unemployment in less than a month. That's bigger than the Great Depression percentage. Yeah,
3: that's
1: un, unprecedented. It is
0: yeah. the first time in history that that's happened in this country.
3: And that's why Chris says...
0: Fuck COVID.
1: <laughs> that's, no, why,
3: that's why Chris says but like, that's, that's there's a certain why, point like, where... Okay, we so- have to open up business because you've got people out there. We were having this discussion on the way out. You've got people out there that are so scared to come out of their houses that even if we do open the state back up, you still don't have people patronizing these businesses. And so right. if you open your doors and you decide to turn on your lights and your heating or right now your air conditioning and you know your electricity and you're running your stoves and your gas and you you need an employee or two, what are you going to pay them with? And you want to open your doors, but maybe you have, you know, 10% of the people that you had coming, but your bills are still the exact same bills. That's not helping anybody. So now you go out of business and there are more people on unemployment and less people can go out and spend their money. And so now more small businesses go out of business and more people are on unemployment and less people are spending money. And before you know it, we're all fucked. Uh
5: Hey Chris, I see that you've kind of follow politics pretty avidly. Lot, yeah. I saw some rattling in the news lately. Trump again saying there's going to be a, some kind of second stimulus. I is, think, this, is this going to happen? What do you predict?
0: I, there has to be. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's a way around it. So everything runs out in July. So um, all the, so the big thing with the stimulus that I think has probably placated a good chunk of the population is the additional unemployment benefits, right? So, small businesses have basically been fucked over, uh, and states are trying to help them. I know Utah's trying to do some additional stuff, um, but, uh, federally, the government said, you know, okay, Everyone's gonna get an extra 500 bucks or 600 bucks every couple of weeks for unemployment. And so you did have situations where people literally made more being unemployed than what they were making being employed. And so they went on furlough or, or took unemployment. Those benefits all run out in July. And the federal government has not renewed them yet. And so all that money that people were getting is gone come July. We're already starting to see the effects in the housing space. Um, so in the state of Utah, we've had our third month in a row of decreased home sales, even though prices are still going up, which is really fucking insane to me. Um, but we've had our third month in a row of decreased home sales. Um, uh, and then nationally, I was reading yesterday uh, that... Um, Last month in May, thirty-one percent of people did not pay their mortgage or rent. It was four point
4: three million homeowners. Yeah. yeah,
0: and then this month uh, in June, um, that was basically the same. So it was thirty percent. It was thirty-one in May, thirty in June. But it, as you start looking into those numbers even closer and start looking at like because um, they're tracking like when do people pay? So like if your if your mortgage or your rents due May first. When do you actually get it paid? And what it was showing is that in April, it was like 17% of people didn't pay on time. In May 31, in, in, in uh, June, it's been 30. And they saw most of the people in April ended up paying by the end of the month. And in May, like half paid by the end of the month, and what it's looking like is that trend in June is we're gonna miss even more and so now you see the impact of people losing their jobs, not being able to afford housing, um to have their kids at home, you know um basically it's just this big cascade, like Bree said, but we're gonna be in a position where the government's going to have to step in and do something else um and neither party is going to want to stop it. Because it's an election year. And if the Democrats get painted as holding something up, then they're in danger of losing their seats in Congress. And if the Republicans get painted as holding something up, they're in danger of losing How their seats in How much bargaining
5: power does each party have given those perceptions? Well, I think it—I de- mean, it
0: really depends. I don't think—so um, Most of the most of the modeling now— uh, based on exactly what's going on economically and socially um, says there's no way Trump wins this election um like the the models that have predicted elections successfully for like the past sixty years basically say that there's there's just no way he can pull this election out.
5: So back to the question, does that mean that like in your view, does do, do the Democrats have more leverage because they think? It's a foregone conclusion. I don't think so.
0: I don't think anyone really has leverage right now. I think what you run into in an election year is there, regardless of how much leverage you think you have, there is always a fear of losing your seat. And if you're seen in October, like people's memories are very, very short, right? So if something happens in July, uh, August, September, October, that's four months. That's not enough time for people to forget that they were suffering really bad in the summer and you didn't do anything to help them. And so it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican. If it's spun that you didn't help do that, they're going to vote for the other guy.
3: Well, and the other trouble is we were already such a country divided by Republican Democratic lines. And now we've become even more so we've become the party of are you choosing money over lives? And so. Yes, I am. <laughs> but but the thing is is is, I'll say it. is that it's not just like before. It wasn't that simple. This isn't that simple either. But that's what pe- but that's where you see people making their stand. If you say it's hurting businesses, and by hurting businesses, you're hurting people. They're saying all you're thinking about is the money. Yeah. And then you have people saying, you know, it, it's all about. It's all about the people, and we have to do whatever we can to keep people from getting sick because we've got to flatten that curve. And da 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 da. It sucks, but, I- but this happens all the time. We are the the apex predator, apex predator of this world, and the world is trying to take us down. It's the way that it works. It's the dinosaurs get wiped out. Like we eat and we consume everything and we are killing the planet and I, and the only thing that we don't have dominion over are bugs these bugs can turn and they 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 become resilient against things And we're going to keep seeing I believe we are going to keep seeing Things like this happen As as we go on And so we've got to find better solutions Than shutting down the world And holding up in our houses Because what good is it to live If we're all living inside of our house And we can't see each other And, and visit with each other And do what people do Which is be a community I,
0: I think back to, to your question Specifically though Jen Like in, in terms of um in terms of what's going to happen um, politically from like a financial bailout package standpoint i don't think they're going to have a choice but to to try and help the american people again i just don't know where the money's going to come from right like we're we're just printing money at this point um The one good thing is the entire world's in the same situation, right? The biggest economy. Like, we don't know what the fuck's going on in China, right? As far as China's concerned, they haven't reported a fucking COVID case since they said Wuhan was fixed. There's no damn way that a country of a billion and a half fucking people doesn't have more cases than that. There's just no way. Like, if you look at India, which is a country of a similar size population-wise, they're where we were in late March, they're getting close. They're over ten thousand cases a day now, uh, new cases a day, uh, and their death toll is going to be catastrophic.
1: Like it's it's especially if the war breaks out, which seems to be well, brewing.
0: I don't know about that. Like that was just stupidity. Like that whole area in in well, the, yeah. the Indian Chinese border. <laughs> that border is never patrolled with weapons for a reason. They got in a rock fight. Because there's not an actual <laughs> – <laughs> no, seriously. So what happened was um, – so this part of the border is not really mapped out anywhere, and there's so much confusion as to what part is India and what part is China that they don't allow – their either side doesn't allow their soldiers to go with weapons because there's so much confusion over whose is what. Um, and all the conflicts just de-escalate really fast, right? Like they're just like, just go home. Like don't, don't fight over this. Don't I don't know whose control. dirt this is. But, they, yeah, they literally started throwing rocks at each other. That was the conflict. They were chucking rocks at each other, like in a border dispute. Huh. So they, but they do that on purpose because they don't really know and they don't want to actually have a war start. Um, but yeah, like, you know, nationally it's funny because, um, Andrew Yang, I don't, do you guys are familiar with Andrew Yang at all? Was I'm a, I'm a big fan. Yeah. So he, he proposed uh, universal basic income, um, for everyone in the country. And a lot of people were like, you're fucking stupid. Like, how's that supposed to work? well, we, that's what we're doing right now. That's exactly what this extra money is for unemployment. That's basically universal basic income in a, in a big sense, right? You didn't do anything different. You're still unemployed and you're getting an extra chunk of change every month. And so that idea now is probably gaining a lot more traction. Um, Andrew Yang proposed it for a completely different reason, right? He proposed it because of the number of jobs that are going to be completely lost to automation, like, if you think about um, self-driving cars, the trucking industry is going to go away. Inside the next 10 years, truck drivers aren't going to exist. And that's a ton of people. They're just not going to have a job. What else are they trained to do? They drive commercial trucks. They don't have any other skills most of the time.
5: I heard a different podcast the other day. And it's um, it's, um, interview with um, Brett Weinstein. Anybody follow him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, and it's the Joe Rogan show yeah yeah I just listened and to that and then they were discussing this like so what do you what do you do like we're in this mess what do you do and Weinstein said something really interesting he said um, you have to create a you have to put people forward in a platform to like a Republican and a Democrat to have a dual but it was role it was really important in presidency and they have to be able to agree. On policy, at least at that level, and so and so, um, and, and so. Joe Rogan's asking, "Well, so who would you put forward?" And Weinstein said, "Andrew Yang and um, General McRaven, who mm-hmm. led the the capture of Osama bin Laden, right?" And that was a really interesting discussion. But the things that come out of it is like, why those two? And the the discussion was, "Well, they're adults. <laughs> they're very cap- super smart, really capable." Um, I thought about how interesting that would be. But, the, but then the, the discussion defaulted back into a position, well, we don't have a system set up like that where you could, by some kind of overture mandate, do anything about it. So. We're good. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Me too. Oh.
0: So that's, thanks. I didn't know. I don't know. I don't know these things. Um, we had someone pop in that you've heard a couple times. Her name's Misty, I gather. I don't know. I don't know Misty, so
5: so every time you drag that, it scrapes and it's okay.
0: It doesn't noise. pick it up. It doesn't pick it up. It's fine.
1: I'll call Freddie Mercury. Um, uh, so Misty is joining us um, because Misty uh, and I'm going to segue rather abruptly. If that's all right, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, that's
3: kind of what we just did by switching the subject. It's getting a little dark there.
1: So so we just gonna get dark in a different way. Um, so. Um, as many people know, McGrew Studios became, uh, we were featured on Ghost Adventures. We had a whole Ghost Adventures investigation that happened here, for people that are familiar with that program. And um, we, so our, apart from everything else, you know, gloom and doom and, uh, and, and everything, um, we are actually fairly haunted. So we probably actually have people hanging out with us right now. That are have are probably engaged. Are they around? Yeah, they're enjoying the podcast. Yes, careful—you might get that. <laughs> they, they tend to be fairly active. though. I
0: gotta, I gotta, I gotta wonder how they think about me saying the economy is more important than life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're sort of detached at this point. <laughs> um, so um, uh, Misty is here because she is was was uh, interviewed on the Ghost Adventures episode, um, and. She is a fantastic. I think she goes by different 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 titles, but uh, we call her. She's she she seems to prefer medium. I don't know if that's true.
6: I don't have a favorite. (laughs) (laughs) So you're
0: just you're medium.
1: Yeah. In
3: general terms.
1: And she has a very unique ability. In fact, uh, she. came... I was going to make
3: a joke, and I forgot my microphone was off. I was going to say she looks small to me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you. Is that like uh, a youth medium or an adult medium? I um, wish. So, but she. So we've had a number of paranormal investigations here before that, and um, she came to one of them, and uh, I I noticed.
0: That works. Jen's fanning us
1: because nice. in here.
4: That
0: is freaking awesome, actually. <laughs> Can
1: you do it over there? Thank you. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, uh, she attended one and um, immediately came to my attention. I could tell, like, there are people who claim to be mediums and there are people who claim to be psychic and different things. But I could tell by what sh- she was expressing and the way she was expressing it, I could tell instantly that she was legit. That it was absolutely legitimate. And she was describing things. So the way she sees, sees things, the way I understand it, experiences things, it's kind of like the sixth sense. She sees people like they're standing in front of her. Why are you let first... Her... Well, I'm just pre- preamble, and Because he's will. better at it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so that's, you know, it was... And she confirmed a number of things that we had, you know, going on here. That was it was very cool. Um I would like her to talk about it a little bit. So let's, uh, I would say, Misty, talk about Olivia.
6: Ooh, Olivia. Olivia is eight-ish, we've determined. Um, somewhere between early 1900s, 1920s, we think is when she died. Um, she's the most active, adventurous, and very attached to Raven. <laughs> um when you come in here, you can immediately feel her, whether you're sensitive or medium or whatever. You can feel her here, and she'll make herself known. She's pretty. She's pretty special.
1: Especially <laughs> w- w- as soon as, like, we've just started talking about her, and I got the first full prickle up my arm. That's what, that's how she... Are you
0: sure that's not just the no? The no. <laughs>
1: that's going on? <laughs> no, there, it's, it's, it's so common and consistent that I always know when she's around, because it's, like, literally... I'll get. I, it's always the. It's always my left side. It starts always my left side, and it's. I can feel. That could be a stroke. It could be. Yeah. <laughs> just, but then it'll spread, and it, it depends. <laughs> and the more active she gets, the more active she gets, the the more the more of a reaction I'll get. But, um, I think partially what what got me was that I had already had Olivia. I had the was the first um, entity I had an experience with here, like almost right when we moved in when we took possession of this place like six years ago Um, I was doing a building a display kind of on the other side of the room here that was a lightning commission in December and um, it was uh, I was working late at night and I was starting to get kind of tired but I started noticing every time my peripheral vision on that wall up at the bottom of that wall there was this little girl that was just sitting against the wall watching me and, and it was like over and over and over again. I, I just turned, and like she was right there. And she was wearing this kind of uh, sort of a, like an icy mint green colored, uh, very old fashioned um, First Communion dress. But the kind when they used to wear like a nun's habit. And that's what she was wearing. She was just sitting over there watching. And I think partly, partially it's that you described her to me a priori.
6: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you hadn't told me anything about her, and I just started talking about a little girl that was here, and I described her. And,
0: and I was just like, Whoa. So she's your favorite? You can say you have favorites. <laughs> they don't r- care, they're I dead. Really,
6: I don't really have a favorite. She is my favorite because she's the most in my face, but they're all so
0: different. It's so- like when you
6: have kids and you can't pick a favorite...
0: Is that how you pick your favorite child? Like whichever one's the favorite. <laughs> okay. You're not mom. supposed to
6: have mom. a favorite. Mama. <laughs> yeah. Mom,
0: mama, mommy,
6: mom, mom. Yes. Mom. Hi. <laughs> well, that's the one that gets the most attention.
0: All
6: right. It's it's a given. You just slap on this. will gets the grease, so... <laughs> so
0: Olivia what, gets uh, greased. <laughs> what other what other entities have you encountered here?
1: So there's a there's another um, entity that other people before we ever were here. Um, They reported the existence of this entity, and it's kind of in this back area over here and in the basement and upstairs, kind of in this whole vertical. Um, And we initially just called him the kind of dark man or the angry man. Um, But over time, we've sort of come to the conclusion that very likely he's Olivia's father Hmm. and that the reason she's here is because he's here. She didn't die here, but he did. And so she's
2: following him, you think? Um, or how
1: how would him, you maybe? describe it, Misty?
6: I think she's just here to comfort. And he's in a bad way. He's really not necessarily negative, but he's very angry, very hurt. There's a lot of pain there. And I think that um, after you pass the easiest way, one of the most strongest emotions is love and anger. And so even if you're sad, you come through as angry just because that's... It's stronger than anything else. So she comes off as very much love, 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 light, and he's very, very angry, although it's more sadness, I think, than it is anger.
0: So who's buried in the
1: basement, then? <laughs>
6: <laughs> I don't have an answer for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you
0: just spent some time down there by that circle, just hanging yeah. out?
1: I took him down because it's getting uh, more and more cleaned up. Uh, yeah, that,
0: The last time we were here was, uh, it was
1: different. <laughs> it was chaos. It still is chaos. It was
0: like, it's it was like two years ago when we were here last, wasn't it? It's something like that.
1: So um, an interesting point is uh, when you guys came here. It was in 2017, I think. Yeah, maybe. And maybe. and you guys came down, and Jessica shot a a picture, and we have that picture still, um, and it we believe it's a picture of the dad and it's a it's a very much a dark figure next to a post in the basement in that in the area and it's the area anybody that watched the ghost adventures episode that's where the table was that they were all sitting around it's that that area and that's kind of his space
4: yeah but unfortunately that's not like they didn't turn their energy to that which i wish that they would have but
1: well whatever. and that, <laughs> and, that, and that's an interesting point and anybody that's <laughs> listening to this that watch the episode of course they're going to want to know about the Hag, and and the Hag, you know I don't I don't want to I don't I don't want to say anything bad about Ghost Adventures, but you know it's an entertainment show.
4: Hey, we've had other people on that. Do it's so a you're scripted good. reality
1: yeah. show. It's a scripted reality <laughs> Go show. Go Talk to the people at uh, the asylum. So, right. So they did their own spin on what was going on here, and. That's not to say for an instant that the hag was not a legitimate thing, but they blew it up way out of proportion.
4: I was like, I've never even heard of this one in this space.
1: <laughs> so Misty has Misty's the one who's actually really seen the hag or had the hag interact with her directly. And she's also the one, thank you, Misty, that has contained the hag um, and kept, kept the hag uh, uh, in control. Um, Chaining the hag. <laughs> <laughs> a new book. That's the show name. <laughs> so talk a little bit about the hag, because people are going to want to know, like, what your real experience of the hag is.
6: Ooh. Um, the hag, I think, is relatively new, and within the last two years, I think.
0: So who'd um, you kill?
1: <laughs> well, that that's interesting. I like that
0: you stopped and thought about it initially.
1: <laughs> well, it, I thought about it because there have been some we've had some conversations about why the hag is here it's his fault it's my fault (laughs) but that it may not be my fault entirely in the entirely in the way it's that this thing may have been following me around for some time long before i ever got here but anyway
6: yeah and i think she appears to raven differently than she appears to me um she just reminds me of like a hag and that's what i call her because i don't know another word for her she doesn't feel human to me she looks human sort of she has a human figure but she's very old stringy hair nasty sunken face chatty little teeth and she like cackles at you and it's just horrible and sunken eyes like she's really intense she just looks really sick um to an extreme
0: Is she, like, super hot when you look
1: at her? Not at all. She's a a babe. No. No, my experience with her is a little different. Um, When I first became aware of something, so there was a a very quick story. So I was down in the basement one morning, and I was building that room that you guys saw. I was working on the, the floor. Narnia? Narnia, yes. I was working on that room. And I'd gotten here fairly early in the morning. There was no one in the whole building. There was nobody upstairs in the studio. There was nobody here. So I was by myself. And I was down there. And, I'm, you know, the truth is I'm fairly thick-skinned about these things. Like, they don't, you know, I recognize most of our native population I'm fine with. Like, Olivia's great. You know, even Angry Dad. Sometimes, you know, if he gets, mm, I'll just kind of get them back at him. You know, it's it's not like... Testosterone it's That's right. <laughs> um um but so for the most part, it's just kind of like, oh, I can tell they're around, but they don't really hassle me. But I was working down there and as I said in the episode, all of a sudden I stood up and I turned my back because I was looking down at the grid that I was building on the floor and three to four feet behind me as cl- out loud, and that's normally doesn't happen out loud audible was a woman's voice went, <laughs> and I was like. I was out of the basement faster than you can imagine. (laughs) In fact, I came up and I sat down in a chair up here and I said, I am not going back downstairs until there's someone else here. And she was, Jen was on her way, but I was still a little, little ways out. And so I was sitting. I said, fine, I'll just sit here and I'll wait. And then I'd been upstairs for probably all of, I don't know, 10 minutes. And there were footsteps coming up the stairs. And I was outside. <laughs> I was like that fast. Boom. I was out the door. I said, yep. And I'm outside until someone else is here. <laughs> because it really freaked me out. Um, and then about, I think that was like two or three days later, I was actually at home. And I was sitting in my chair at home. And my cats were in front of me. And all of a sudden behind me, I heard this sound like a, like an old radio tuning in. It was like really subtle. Kind of a... And then the woman's voice again, and my little cat looked straight at it. Her eyes went like this. She tore out of the room and would not have contact with me for three days. I couldn't touch her. I couldn't come near her. It freaked her out. So after that, I kind of came to the conclusion that there was something amiss. Um, uh, but I know that after that, uh, you you noticed something had changed.
6: Yeah, yeah. Even Is this post- Ghost Adventures. No, way before. This before, a couple yeah. of years ago. A year, couple of years ago, okay. yeah. So, yeah, it was short. Not long after that, that I I came in and he had mirrors set up for um, the little hanging mirrors. mirrors. Yes, the <laughs> hanging mirrors. And I walked past, and I, as you would, you know, you see your reflection. Well, it wasn't mine, which is not uncommon, given what I do. So I just kind of looked at it, second looked at it, and was shocked to see this old woman cackling at me and just chattering like those little wind-up teeth it was nasty and she's just chattering at me and then all the mirror started turning and she's in every single one of them which is why raven says i love mirrors so much because she frequents mirrors and that's
4: how she communicates and actually portals from floor to floor jeremy that would make sense for the picture that you took downstairs with the mirror like my whole back was blurred out Basically,
6: yeah, she definitely uses the mirrors, especially in this building. She's well, she's trapped in them now, but she she's uses in the dumpster. <laughs> I trapped her in the mirrors, <laughs> so she can travel from mirror to mirror to mirror, but she can't get out anymore. So she can't f- affect him. She was pretty gnarly to him a few times to Raven. Um, I, it was even bad. Jen has felt her a few times, but <laughs>
2: so are you guys going to start doing investigations here as a? group thing or just when people approach you or now that we're talking about it, lots of people?
1: Well, so that was, yeah, I know that was part of the, uh, just, a to, to combine the two topics about COVID and, and this, that one of the things that came up is that we kind of realized what the weakness of our business was, that we were basically so niche that we're basically painted in a corner. If you have, you know, we're part of the larger you know, the larger uh, domino effect. Mm-hmm. And if the events industry goes down, if media goes down, we're out of business because that's our entire business. Well, we're fortunate that we actually have this native population of, of, of spirits. And now with the Ghost Adventures episode, people are aware of us and they're interested. We've had a lot of interest because of that. I mean, I had people hitting me up on Facebook from Canada that, you know, that were like wanted to ask me about my pendant. It was was very weird. It was weird stuff. But I was like, hey, that's a cool hammer. I saw you on the Ghost Adventures episode. I went, "Uh uh-huh. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Um, So uh, one of the thoughts that we've had is that we really, we kind of need to diversify and change our business model in a lot of ways to be more um, adaptable and flexible. And since... The key that we kind of operate on is use the assets you have, right? And what do we have? We have a we have a repeating known little girl entity that many people have talked about, many people have seen. people who have have, have not heard my stories about it, have not heard her stories about it will talk about the little girl. so um and that's also true of the dad. The, the yeah. angry, like yeah, people, the
6: angry guy. Who's what? Why am I angry? Why
1: am I angry? Because he transfers his anger to other people. It's very interesting. Like we had people. Um, in fact, Max, but that may have been the hag. We don't not know for sure. No,
6: it was the guy. Oh, it was him. Yeah, him. Her. Uh, she
1: just went. There was one investigation. She just went. Got just irately angry, enraged for no reason. <laughs> just went and was angry.
6: Corey was affected that night too. Yeah, They're the same thing.
1: So. So what we've uh, what we've been talking about in part, and Misty is, has, has been part of this discussion, is actually doing a series, like doing a show about where we actually go through and and really talk about every entity that's here as separate episodes,
6: except the Hag.
1: Except she's been done. Yeah, she's been done, and she's yeah. <laughs> right. You're so yesterday's news. We're over her. Yeah. So there's that. There's that, um, and then the other part is that yeah, there is a whole. Um, I mean, there's actually a whole industry around investigation, and we have a unique, Very documented unique spot. spot. So, um, and we have a, we have fantastic people. I'm pointing at Misty. We have fantastic people who have the skills to really make it a, a, a good experience for people, I think. And a legitimate experience. That's that's the other thing. I'm really not into the to doing it for the showmanship. I'm really not. I, I'm, I don't think we have to. I think there's enough going on here. Um, no one, of course, can see it because this is audio. But the last investigation we had here, we had a group verified piece of evidence manifest... Which was we had a chalkboard over there on the table, a little chalkboard, and everybody was over here, we were having a conversation, and Misty's daughter, who was asking questions of Olivia, said, Olivia, if you're here, will you go write, write, I think she said write or say? Go write high. Go write high on the chalkboard. And then we, and you know, because she's a child... Not her. Her daughter's a child. <laughs> Maybe she's a child. I don't know. But, uh, At heart. <laughs> but her daughter, you know, attention went other things. And then later on, Max got up and walked over. And the chalkboard had the word hello written on it in, in a combination of print and cursive. And no one had gone over there. No one had gone near it. And we have the chalkboard up there. And we're going to actually preserve it, the word, because it's... From everything we can tell at the time, it's actual physical evidence that a ghost wrote on the chalkboard. In fact, uh, Max was saying that in the recording, in the EVP recording, there may even be indication where you can hear the chalk hitting. Scraping
6: the chalkboard. Scraping
1: board. the chalkboard. Wow. That's so awesome.
6: Yeah. And it says hello, not hi, like you say now. They would never say hi in, like, the early 1900s. It says hello in that old school cursive that they don't
1: teach anymore. So right. you think, <laughs>
2: when are you going to have this operational
1: well, um, it, it kind of Or it's still it's it's that we have to figure out the right way to do it and we're working on that. Um, we were we were really pushing forward hard um, but you know the other problem is that when you're developing anything like this, you can do some things to a certain point without resources, but there comes a point when you run into the absence of resource wall. <laughs> and that's kind of where what happened. We sort of ran into an absence of resources wall when when it's about making sure we can pay the rent. Uh, as compared to having extra resources to do, uh, you know, get other components, other things together. But what I what I like about the investigation sort of um, community is that you don't really have to do a lot. If you're a known site, they they come to you. They want to come and investigate. And uh, the more that the more investigations you have that are documented that you had them, the more interested people become. So. Um, you know, that could happen sooner rather than later. We're also doing some other things. I'm I'm de- developing right now uh, a show that uh, we're going to do a web series about my entire knowledge of runes that I've collected over the last 40 years. So it's going to be the, it's the rune show. And that's getting very close, actually. We've got a lot of that in line.
4: Do you have a theme song?
1: <laughs> rune 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 no um not yet but uh we we during the last production meeting we had uh wardruna on <laughs> on spotify <laughs> and it was fabulous that was like perfect background music to to it um so there's a lot there's a lot that we're we're trying to do to kind of um diversify and and change what we what we're doing but uh I, i'm really glad Missy could come and talk um just really quick. Talk about Rebecca.
6: Ooh. So Rebecca, I don't think is her actual name, but it's the name that she's given me, which many people in that lifestyle do. I call her my druggy friend. Um, this place was uninhabited for a, a while and then the homeless would come in and I think that she was somebody that died here. Um, I get it mostly in the basement. So
0: she's probably buried in the basement. I, <laughs> maybe.
6: Maybe. <laughs> No, I don't think anybody's buried in the basement. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I definitely think she died here. Um, I do think it was a drug overdose. When I first encountered her, I felt like I had just shot up, and my whole body was electric, and I could feel like the needles, and it just was so intense. And she really likes to talk to, th- especially the women around here. Um, she moves purse strings, and
1: that was a that was so that was actually one of the correlating things that I really picked up on her ability. So she was here. The tables were aligned basically like that. Uh, Misty was standing over here. There was a woman sitting here during an investigation, and she kept putting, do you know what, an EMF detector? So she kept putting the detector on the table and moving it like here, and there was nothing, and moving it literally a distance of a foot. And she was moving it back and forth, and she'd move it over a foot, and it would go off. She'd move it over here, it would it would stop working, go off, you know, back and forth. And I turned to Misty, because I could kind of tell that Misty was looking at the table and I said I go, is there something? I kind of looked at her is there something there? And she goes, well yeah there's there's a woman sitting on the table. And just when she said that I turned and looked back and some one of the investigators had put their purse on the table and the strap of the purse was to area and I physically watched the strap move out from the spot. And I was like <laughs> and so that smacked
6: was me. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did
1: you see the strap move? Um, and, we're, and we're saying that was probably Rebecca. Yeah.
6: Yeah. yeah. Well, she was sitting there, so I assume so, but
1: um, never know. <laughs> so what's interesting, and one of the things we're hoping to do, that I'm, I've been doing a whole retrofit of our little mini stage over here, one of the things I want to do is start reaching out to people who I know have had experiences here and start doing video interviews of those people in a very consistent way so that we can start creating a catalog archive of the experiences that people have had. Because we've had now at this point, I think we've had like what, 10, I think like 10 investigations diff- from different groups. Wow, that's a lot. And we've gotten things like EVP recordings of children laughing in the behind, everybody talking. That one's, wow. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Stop the chills. Stop, stop. Children okay. are always creepy. Uh, children are creepy. Um,
6: <laughs> They're gay in real then, life too. Oh, and <laughs> legit. So, so
1: we've had a lot of that. Um, actually, I want to, I want to show Misty what you brought because that's very interesting. So, yeah. So, so when, it's so during, so really quick during the Ghost Adventures episode, <laughs> I actually didn't know about the mirrors. <laughs> so during the Ghost oh, Adventures yeah. episode, um, I had a really weird experience right about where you're sitting right now, Bree. Um, I, you know, they're here for three days. It's kind of a whole involved thing. They have two different production teams that come in. One does B-roll and reenactments and that kind of thing and then Zach and the guys come in and do their their show or their part. So on the third day, um, I'd pretty much done everything I could do. You know, I did a lot of... I should have gotten uh, effects and set dressing credit on that damn show. But... Uh. Because, I mean, I set up so many things for him and arrange things. And we even went out and got glow sticks. I mean, all kinds of things. Jen was running errands to go get things to make the big pentacle on the floor and all that stuff. But I was sitting there in a chair, and I was in a position where I had to be here because I was basically the, the point of contact for the building, but there wasn't anything for me to do. So I was just, like, sitting and as I was sitting, all of a sudden I got hit with this incredible wave of feeling tired. I like, I was ready to fall asleep right then. And there was no reason. Like I had not gotten enough, you know, gotten plenty of sleep or whatever. But I was just, I went, man, you know, maybe if I just go lay down on the table, you know how you can sometimes close your eyes for 15 minutes and it'll sort of reset and you'll kind of get over the tired. So I laid down on the, or I was sitting here and I, I got up and I laid down on the table and I closed my eyes and my, mind was flooded with some of the most horrific imagery I've ever seen some of the most terrifying images I've ever seen just flooded through my head and I and I was looking at it it was consistent and things were looking at me and things with eight legs I mean it was bizarre not my normal wheelhouse at all and I, and and then all of a sudden all of a sudden in the middle of it like I was starting to kind of go what is going on and in my with my eyes closed in my vision in my train of vision a little girl pops in looks right at me and she said don't look and right then I woke up and I I I opened my eyes and I went oh this is the hag's friends the hag was trying to open a thing to to bring others in
4: why you gotta be like that
1: yeah so, why'd you look at Misty when you said that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, was, Why I you got to be it? like that, Misty? Because um, I
6: let her out she, for ghost <laughs> adventures. She did. She let,
1: she let the hag out for ghost adventures.
6: I let her out for three days.
1: And so, what? but what happened is anyway, so as a result of all that, when it was all over, Olivia had been so cooperative and helpful on so many levels during the course of the of the Ghost Adventures thing. I I said to Misty, I said, I want to I want to give her something. Like I want to do something for Olivia just because it was really cool. And I was at the dollar store, and I go, What would she? And and I was texting with with Misty, and she goes, Marbles, like traditional like marbles. And I went, All I had were ping pong balls. And, and, uh, and I went, well, what about ping pong balls? And she goes, she doesn't know what ping pong balls are. So, which was another thing. I went, that would make sense. If she died before there were ping pong balls, she wouldn't know what they were. But the other thing that she said at the time was a doll. And I asked, mm-hmm. and I asked Misty, I said, like, what kind of doll? And she, I don't know, you searched through something and you sent me an image of kind of yeah. like a homemade Depression-era doll.
6: Cloth doll. Cloth doll. The creepy face. Well.
1: And then I told they're, then,
3: they're rag dolls.
1: Yeah. And then I told and then I told uh, Jess about that at one point that the, she the, probably the found in the, the doll's
0: antique store she goes to.
1: So but but she had a doll that you got for a shoot or something, and then she just recently donated the doll. Um, and I'm gonna go get the doll of the box so you can see the doll and then you okay. can you can tell Jessica <laughs> if <laughs> Olivia likes the doll.
6: Okay.
4: So
1: this doll,
4: I I was I was specifically looking for a doll. Um, so I went to my favorite antique store uh, down in, in Springville, and like the first doll that I picked up. Was like a hundred and twenty dollars, and you don't expect these dolls to be like.
0: Oh, it's that fucking doll.
4: Oh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of money. Oh but God. I found I found her, and she she does. She's a composition doll, which um, were the dolls um, from till like like the nineteen forties ish, nineteen fifties, and they were called that just because of of what they were made out of. They were made out of like sawdust and glue, just like super um basic i mean when you talk depression era that's like why they were created that way it was because of of that's what they had so that's my doll that i donated <laughs> and I love she's her. she's awesome yeah i love she's her too
6: she's so cool <laughs> you see
0: how she doesn't have like the back of her head open?
6: It is cracked open. We don't have to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Olivia doesn't discriminate.
1: (laughs) So, so, first of all, Misty, is Olivia around?
6: Yeah, she's right here.
1: (laughs) And what does, what does she think?
6: She's up in her, her hands are in her face. She's excited. She's never had one, um, she says it looks fragile. Oh. She <laughs> is. Yeah. She's used to like cloth, like mm-hmm. she said, ragdolls, like just made out of cloth that you can throw around and drop off the buggy or whatever oh, right. and it's not right. a big deal. So she she's very excited, jumping up and down, just Aww.
4: she's stoked. So that's mm-hmm. awesome mm-hmm. Good. For her. This is yeah, this is the first reveal. Raven put her in a box as soon as I brought her. So oh.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So um just to go back to kind of what we're planning to do. So part of our concept is that we, we have an idea for a methodology of investigation that as far as we know, no one else has is even doing at all. And I have here, and I, I can't, obviously you guys, people out here in Radioland can't see it, but um, I'll show you guys. One of the things that we're doing is collaborating with artists. Because one of the things I had, as I said, Misty describes things all the time, but obviously those are her descriptions. I said, well, what if I could bring in artists who could
3: bring it actually
1: to bring it to life and render what she's describing? So we have a couple of artists that you guys may even know, um, Alex Bowie and Carolyn Richardson.
4: They did your character.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, who who are uh, basically are, are going to be our resident artists for this collaboration. And uh, they already did some artwork, and we've got we've got a, a couple renderings of are Olivia. They, are they caricatures though? Um, yeah. No, no. Um, but, That'd be pretty funny though. <laughs> so, so this this was one of the artists' rendering of Olivia. Oh wow. Um, the one point that someone said is that she looks a little older in this picture than how yeah, we very, see her.
6: Very mature.
1: But it makes me wonder: is it more like the mom? <laughs>
6: Well, Mom looks almost identical. I've only seen the mom once, which shocked me. It was actually in a meeting with Raven, and I just kind of zoned out, and he's like, what the hell are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, But it's kind of an in-between. Mom is older than this, but Olivia portrays herself as eight right, as well. But she looks a spitting image of her mom. It was bizarre
1: (laughs) and after so um, the picture that Jessica took in the basement which we're pretty sure is the father is the dad um, uh, sometime later Carolyn was here to part of an investigation and she kind of happenstantially stood in the spot where that specter appears in that photograph like there was other things going on but she just kind of in a crowd stepped in there and I've never seen Carolyn react like that she burst into tears she had to leave and go upstairs. She had to go sit down. Like, it caused her a problem. And it was after that that she, Carolyn, did this piece of artwork of her impression of how the dad feels. So that's that's the angry... Wow. That's the dad, the way she felt him. So that would be hmm. the dark figure in Jessica's picture. That's what Jessica's... Uh, Carolyn's pretty sure that, that it looks like. So... Uh, and then we got some others like, and then Alex. Uh, let's see, where's Alex? Alex did his impressions of Olivia, and that's probably closer to the age that she actually portrays herself. The other thing that's very unique about Olivia, she changes her clothes, hmm. and that's very uncommon, I think, for for spirit, for disembodied spirits. She wears this kind of dress or a similar dress fairly often. And uh, she also wears the 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 the, okay, um, the communion one. But what was interesting is sometimes she mashes it up. So during this last investigation, where where um, Misty's daughter was here, uh, she was dressed she was dressed like wearing the brown dress, but she had the ice blue bow in her hair. So she was wearing the little bow, just as like, oh, people are here. And we're pretty sure she was very excited because there was a child
6: present. Hey, my daughter's nine. Well, she's ten today, but she was nine at the time.
1: Yeah. Um, So so I
6: think it was really exciting to see somebody her age here and interacting. He pulled her away from her daughter's birthday? No. She went to a sleepover with her friend. (laughs) She doesn't even know I'm gone. (laughs) Bye, Mom. She's too cool now. She went out the back, so. and I went out the front. I'm like, see you later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so anyway, um, but but yeah. So that's so in a roundabout way, that's how we are actually dealing with the change. Is that we're going okay? Well, how can we better use the assets that are present um, to do more? And I think that's that's. Uh, so that's uh, you know I think what we're gonna what we're gonna do. Um, I think it would be fun at some future point. I don't know. Is it possible for you guys to be walk around mm-hmm. mobile, or do you have to be like this?
0: Yeah, no, we, we have around. a we have a portable. Do you, know
1: what, do you know what? You know it'd be fun if we could figure out how to do it to ha- have you guys come for an investigation. <laughs> that would be fun.
0: We've done that before. It's hard for me because I don't stay up past eleven. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know
4: what's? Uh, Gus don't discriminate. Yeah, either. they don't they discriminate don't either. It doesn't matter the time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, everyone does their investigations at night. I've never seen someone do an investigation in broad daylight.
4: That's for the living. They yeah, Sets they the can toe. do it anytime. Yep.
1: Well, and we're fortunate that we can actually make this building be pretty dark in here oh, yeah. or at least Twilighty upstairs and very dark downstairs.
0: I've been downstairs when it's dark when the lights are out. <laughs> yeah. So we'll put the
1: mirrors up for you. So as far as when we're going
0: to do it, I was here when the mirrors were up too.
1: <laughs> we have to. We have uh, a few things we still have to get in order because, like, we're trying to make it. I want to make it safer in the basement for walking around in the dark because that's something that always kind of worried me when people are walking around that don't really know the lay of the land, and we had a lot of junk and stuff lying around that the potential for someone tripping or falling or getting hurt in some way so i think what we're doing is going to drastically cut that down and make it uh so we can do a little little more
0: so if people want to help or they want to do an investigation if they want to help you guys out how do they get a hold of you guys uh
1: the best way would be to um reach out to us through the normal channels you would at magroo studios so uh what is it jen
0: <laughs> like three mics go flying at her face. Well,
5: you can call us at McGrew Studios, 801 596 2210. There is a contact form on our website, McGrew Studios, and that's mcgrewstudios.com. Thanks.
0: Yeah. Thanks.
5: <laughs> Thank you. The end.
1: <laughs> Robert, over and out. So, um, and then once we get to that point, you know, we get to that point, and I will say that um, we uh, probably would have uh, Max and and Misty and their group um, lead the investigation. Paranormal nerds.
4: Nerds united.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so we probably go that way with them. Um We've had some interesting challenges with working some with some other groups. Do you
0: have any of your equipment still, Jeremy? I've got lots of my equipment still. <laughs> He's got all of it. I don't. I don't know. I don't do mm-hmm. these things.
6: We got lots of toys you can play with too.
0: Yeah. So as long as someone doesn't lick chicken bones, I think it'll yeah. be fine.
3: <laughs>
1: oh man! I got store. I got stories for only for, after. for dinner. <laughs> so anyway, well. Uh, Thank you guys for coming out to yeah, thanks, our thanks thanks for hosting, place. and um, um, yeah. And what's cool is that we have so many. That right now, we have so many stories about things that people have experienced here, um, haven't even scratched the surface. So that's what we're really kind of hoping to do is start to document, possibly as a show. Um, this a, this it's process. A,
0: it's a good idea. Yeah. Um, if you liked what you heard, please share it. Um, that's what helps us the most. You can find us on facebook twitter instagram at tnu podcast jeremy's not allowed to touch them the twitter works now yeah no <laughs> thanks to you all yes <laughs> uh and uh yeah our website the is probably one of the, the best sites out there if you want to find stuff to do especially free stuff very little yeah, of the there's things that we tons, post require tons. money so um but yeah thanks for uh thanks for listening um And I think uh, she should let the hag back out personally.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm really, really, really hoping that she does not do that.